Grab some show merch and support my work on Colts through 2024. New digital original drawings by me are related to surviving a cult or sunshine positivity and reggae. Find the link at frankietees.substack.com and look for the word tees. T-E-E-S. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cold Kid. I'm Frankie Tees. Today I want to share an article. What was MK Ultra, the CIA's top secret Cold War research program? By Katie Serena, edited by Adam Farley. During the 50s and 60s, the CIA used brainwashing, hypnosis, and torture on thousands of subjects brutalized by the infamous Project MK Ultra experiments. Though they may sound like science fiction, and though the CIA tried to deny them for years, the mind control experiments of Project MKUltra were all too real. For more than a decade, at the height of the Cold War, CIA researchers abused helpless subjects in some of the most disturbing experiments in history. Convinced that the Soviet Union had developed mind control capabilities, the CIA tried to do the same with MKUltra starting in 1953. What followed was an expansive program undertaken across 80 institutions, universities, and hospitals. Each one carried out torturous experiments, including electrocution, verbal and sexual abuse, and dosing subjects with massive quantities of LSD. What's more, these experiments often used unwitting subjects who were left with permanent psychological damage. Unsurprisingly, the CIA conducted the project with the utmost secrecy, even giving it multiple code names. And when it finally ended in the 70s, most of the records pertaining to it were destroyed on the orders of the CIA director himself. That is, all but a small misfiled cache accidentally left intact. Eventually, those documents and several documents investigations helped bring the project to light. Today, the public even has access to some 20,000 documents concerning Project MKUltra's mind control experiments. But even this provides only a small window into what is perhaps one of the largest and most heinous government programs and cover-ups in American history. The birth of MKUltra at the height of the Cold War. A document is shown. Proposal. It is proposed to continue research on problems critical to a clarification of the fundamental aspects of the stimulus-response relationship in biological systems. Studies will be conducted utilizing chronic animal preparations with the permanent septal electrodes. Investigations will be conducted utilizing chronic electrode preparations coupled with selected classical types of conditioning. Studies will be conducted on the geographic of the brain in selected species of animals to determine the locus in which stimulus will produce specific reactions. A careful literature survey, especially of the Russian literature of foreign research in this area, will be conducted. Released December 1954. The MK Ultra program also operated under the cryptonyms MK Naomi and MK Delta. The MK indicates that the project was sponsored by the technical service staff of the CIA and Ultra was a nod to the code name 
that had been used for the classified documents during World War II. As the Cold War moved into its peak era in the 1950s, the American intelligence community grew increasingly obsessed with the growing technology advancements of the Soviet Union. The U.S. government feared in particular that it was already falling behind the Soviet Union in regard to novel interrogation techniques. Reports during the Korean War, which later proved erroneous, suggested that North Korean and Soviet forces had developed mind control capabilities, and the U.S. couldn't let them have that advantage. Thus, on April 13, 1953, then-director of Nascent CIA, Alan Welsh Dulles, sanctioned Project MKUltra. The program was quickly headed by chemist and poison expert Sidney Gottlieb, who was known in covert circles as the Black Sorcerer. One of Gottlieb's original goals was to create a truth serum that could be used against Soviet spies and prisoners of war in order to gain intelligence. Unsurprisingly, perhaps, generating a truth serum proved difficult. Instead, researchers believed that a kind of mind control could be achieved by placing the subject in a heavily altered mental state, typically with the help of wildly experimental drugs. According to journalist Stephen Kinzer, Gottlieb realized that in order to control the mind, he'd have to wipe it first. Second, quote, you had to find a way to insert a new mind into that resulting void. Kinzer explained, quote, we didn't get too far on number two, but he did a lot of work on number one, end quote. In Gottlieb's own words, Project MKUltra's mind experiments extensively researched how drugs could re, quote, enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion, as well as, quote, produce amnesia, shock, and confusion, end quote. A declassified document from 1955 added that MKUltra sought to observe, quote, materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity and, quote, substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Again, I'm not commenting here. I'm reading the article that is a really great overview of MKUltra from allthatsinteresting.com. With these goals in mind, Project MKUltra scientists began devastating, mind-altering experiments with insidious goals and disastrous results. How did MKUltra's mind control experiments work? Sidney Gottlieb, the man who oversaw saw all of the Project MKUltra mind control experiments, is pictured. From the beginning, MKUltra's mind control experiments were conducted with great secrecy in part because the CIA was well aware of the dubious ethics involved. For secrecy's sake, the program's 162 experiments were spread out across multiple cities, college campuses, prisons, and hospitals. In total, 185 researchers were involved and many of them didn't even know that their work was meant for the CIA. In all of the dozens of settings, the primary experiment method often involved administering large quantities of various mind-altering substances in hopes of wiping the human mind in the way Gottlieb wanted to. 
Subjects were dosed with LSD, opioids, THC, and synthetic government-created superhallucinogen, BZ, as well as widely available substances such as alcohol. Researchers would also sometimes administer two drugs with opposite effects, such as barbiturate and amphetamine, simultaneously and observe their subjects' reactions, or give subjects already under the influence of alcohol a dose of another drug like LST. Aside from drugs, researchers also used hypnosis, often in an effort to create fear, in subjects that could then be exploited to gain information. Researchers went on to investigate the effects of hypnosis on the results of polygraph tests and its implications for memory loss. Donald Cameron had been president at the Nuremberg Trials as a psychiatrist evaluator for leading Nazi Rudolf Hess, was one of the lead researchers in MKUltra's mind experiments. MKUltra's participants were also subjected to experimentation involving electroconvulsive therapy, oral stimulation, and paralytic drugs. Meanwhile, experimenter Donald Cameron, the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association and the president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Associations, drugged patients and repeatedly played tapes of noises or suggestions while they were comatose for long periods of time, hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing memories in order to reprogram subjects' minds. So repeat, Donald Cameron is chairman, the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association. It's doctors doing this stuff, guys. In reality, these tests left his subjects comatose for months at a time and permanently suffering from incontinence and amnesia. John C. Lilly, a noted animal behaviorist, was also involved in the experiments. For his research in human communication with dolphins, he created the first sensory deprivation flotation tank. MK Ultra scientists commissioned the tank to create a sensory-free environment for their subjects to experience the acid trips without the stimuli of the outside world. With such an arsenal of tools at their disposal, the MKUltra mind control experiment succeeded in severely disrupting the human mind, but at great cost to its unwitting subjects. Who were the subjects of these ghastly experiments? Due to the classified nature of the program, many of the test subjects were unaware of the involvement of Gottlieb, admitted that his team targeted people who could not fight back. These included drug-addicted prisoners, marginalized sex workers, and both mental and terminal cancer patients. Some of the subjects of MKUltra were volunteers or paid students. Others were addicts who were bribed with promise of more drugs if they participated. Though many of MKUltra's records were destroyed, there are a few notable document subjects, including Ken Casey, author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Robert Hunter, a lyricist of the Grateful Dead, and James Whitey Bulger, a notorious Boston mob boss. Some participants were vocal about the involvement. Kessie, for example, was an early volunteer and joined the project while he was a student at Stanford University. 
to be observed while taking LSD and other psychedelic drugs. His experience was, according to him, a positive one, and he went on to publicly promote the drug. Flew over the cuckoo's nest was also, in part, inspired by his experiences. Unlike Cassie, however, some participants did not have such positive experiences. The horrors experienced by the participants. Untold numbers of MKUltra subjects were subject to chilling abuses in the name of science. In one experiment, an unwitting mental patient in Kentucky was given a dose of LSD every day for 174 consecutive days. Elsewhere, Whitey Bulger reported that he would be dosed with LSD, monitored by a physician, and repeatedly ask leading questions like, would you ever kill anyone? He later suggested that his murderous career as a crime lord was partly brought on by his participation in MKUltra's mind control experiments. Unabomber Ted Kaczynski may have also been involved as a subject in the MKUltra mind experiments conducted at Harvard in the early 60s. Another undocumented but suspected participant was the infamous Charles Manson. Convicted of ordering a string of brutal Los Angeles murders that shocked the nation in 1969. According to author Tom O'Neill in Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the 60s, Manson not only had people in his circle later connected to the CIA, but the way in which he ran his cult by doping his followers with a constant flow of LSD was oddly similar to the kinds of experiments carried out by MKUltra. The unsuspecting subjects of MKUltra weren't all civilians, though. Some of them were CIA operatives themselves. Gottlieb claimed that he wanted to study the effects of LSD in a normal setting, and so he began to administer LSD to CIA officials without warning. The experiments continued for over a decade, even after an army scientist, Dr. Frank Olson, began to suffer from drug-induced depression and jumped out a 13-story window right at the project's outset in 1953. For those who survived the fallout, the fallout of the experiments included things like depression, retrograde and retrograde amnesia, paralysis, Withdrawal, confusion, disorientation, pain, insomnia, and schizophrenic-like mental states as a result of the experiments. Long-term effects like these largely went untreated and unreported to authorities. How MKUltra's mind control experiments finally came to light. In early 1973, in the aftermath of, of the Watergate scandal, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MKUltra files destroyed. He feared that all government agencies would be investigated and he would not risk a breach of information on such a controversial topic. But in 1975, President Gerald R. Ford commissioned an investigation into the CIA activities, hoping to eradicate conspiracies within the organization. Two committees spawned from the investigation— one, the Church Committee of the U.S. Congress, and two, the Rockefeller Commission— the overall investigation revealed that Helms, the head of the CIA, had destroyed most of the evidence regarding MKUltra. But that same year, a collection of 8,000 documents were discovered in a financial records building 
and later released under a Freedom of Information Act request in 1977. And on this article at ATI, there's a link to those 8,000 documents or an article about them. When the remaining documents were made available to the public, the Senate launched a collection of hearings on the ethics of the project later that year. Survivors soon filed lawsuits against the CIA and the federal government regarding informed consent laws. In 1992, 77 form MKUltra participants were awarded a settlement, though many more were denied any retribution because of how difficult it was for them to prove definitely that these secret experiments caused their mental anguish. In 2018, the families of a group of ex-patients filed a class action lawsuit against the provincial and federal governments of Canada for the experiments Dr. Cameron ran on their loved ones in the 60s. Since the documents were revealed, countless shows and movies have been inspired by Project MKUltra's mind control experiments, most notably The Men Who Stare at Goats, the Jason Bourne series, and Stranger Things. The government does not deny that the MKUltra experiments took place. But most of what transpired remains a mystery. It has admitted that the experiments took place across 80 institutions and often an unwitting subjects. But most of the discussion around the experiments today comes from conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Here's where they start to do the propaganda. Okay, The CIA is adamant that the experiments ceased in 1963 and that all related experiments were abandoned. Due to the destruction of records, the secrecy surrounding the project and its various ever-changing code names, conspiracy theorists aren't so sure. Some of them even believe that the experiments are still taking place today. There is, of course, no way to be sure. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. And always, keep critical thinking. Hot Takes of a Cult Kid Check out frankytees.substack.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by my Teespring store. Just find the link at frankytees.substack.com and look for the word tees, T-E-E-S. I'm now on Teespring and Printify. There you'll find the links. Grab some show merch and support my work on Colts through 2024. New digital original drawings by me are related to surviving a cult or sunshine positivity and reggae with some whimsy thrown in for good measure see frankie t's on tiktok and follow the free coloring download project too it's survivor therapy so yeah get a tea from frankie t's t-e-e-s